Hey, Grand Geeks, this is Tyler, and um, it's been a while since I've done an update for you guys. First off, San Diego Comic-Con 2018, Unnecessary Debates. That's right, we're returning, and we got some awesome guests on there. I can't give out any more information about it, but trust me, it is coming soon, and I am so excited to release a little bit more information about that. A quick shout-out to uh, Skybound. Thank you so much, Skybound. Entertainment, uh, games, comics, everything. We were invited to go up to Skybound to do this interview. Ben Kepner reached out to us because he noticed that we love to play Red Flags on here. But this one, Pitchstorm. Pitchstorm, the one that we're playing right on this podcast, is a blast. And available right now on through Kickstarter. The Kickstarter actually keeps going all the way into the middle of July. And you're going to see, like, this is just such a blast to play. Ben is an amazing uh, game designer. And, yeah, and Liz and Aries, who are also on the podcast, are so amazing. And I love being able to talk to him and play the game. So right now, look for Pitchstorm on Kickstarter. You get Kickstarter exclusives, and you get the game for cheaper than retail price. That's awesome. So this is a really exciting episode. So again, for the 18th time, thank you, Skybound. Thank you, Ben. And for you, Grand Geek, enjoy the episode. talk about whatever and um yeah we're at, i'm at i'm at skybound this is this is cool so uh, who am i with today <laughs> hi my name is ben kepner i'm the designer of pitch storm and i also work on the tabletop games team at skybound uh my name is lizzie iverson i am a trope consultant for pitch storm which basically means that i'm a story analyst in the film industry um so i was one of the resources if you will for writing cards for the game that were you know evoking lots of the common tropes i see all the time Oh my god, that's that is awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm Aries Bunet, and uh, I work as a uh, on the demo team and the development team in Skybound Games. Awesome. And uh, yeah, this is Tyler, and this is the Gathering, and this is a really awesome. Like you guys are all really cool, and like I just I feel like I just, I'm geeking out, so I'm like staring at like I'm staring at all these awesome like uh, CDC like comics, and this is just so cool. And uh, I'm excited because also you were the creator of Red Flags, which is one of my favorite games, and we play very often on the show. I wasn't the creator. I, I helped write cards for it, okay. but I and I develop expansions for oh, it. Oh, okay. Sorry. No. Oh, okay. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. That makes more sense. You like, can still fanboy about it. That's cool. Yeah. I absolutely will. Oh, I absolutely will. <laughs> but uh, so what? what is Pitch Storm? Like, how did you come up with this idea? And So it started with a, as a conversation with, uh, with DA, who's our, the CEO of Skybound, and it was he was like, can we do it's so like some kind of movie pitching card game uh and that was that was the sort of initial seed <laughs> of the idea and so then you know six months later it was like okay here's here's how this is gonna work we're gonna try to do it this way and then you know through through several iterations uh it basically we just you know playing it in the office kind of fine-tuned it to the the place where it is now so. Wait, so it only took six months to make this game, like to... No, no, no. Okay. Six months okay. from that initial idea, we <laughs> were it. like, okay, this is what I think will work, and then maybe another six or nine or something months. It's It's been about... It's been about... About a year, I think, okay. since that initial conversation. I'll say, like, if you did this in six months, you should be, like, in Hollywood making, like, all the stuff. It's oh, like, man, that, that's, no. that is fast. <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> that is so cool. And so I guess, like, my question for you is, like, what, um, what did you kind of use as inspiration for this game? 
one of my one of my favorite games uh, in high school was an old game called Hollywood Shuffle, uh, which is sort oh. of a, a board game that has a similar movie like plot mix em up theme, you know. Uh, and so it was kind of like taking that idea and sort of modernizing it and taking it in a different twist. And so that was that was sort of where I started with when I was like, how would we design this and make it like sort of more accessible <laughs> for like a big party group, you know? Because that's that's kind of the idea behind this. Okay. Um, and then other than that is just uh, I think. You know, we uh, I went to film school and yeah, I was gonna say all three of us went to film that's true, school. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, so dealing with notes and dealing with producers is sort of the the big twist on this game from like the other sort of movie games that I've played. Uh, and the the role of the producer or the executive in this game is a is sort of the the central role. You know, that's yeah. who the judge is, and they get to mess everything up. They get to choose. <laughs> they get to sort of yeah, they mess up all the pitches. They also choose the winner. Uh, so that's you know taking all that sort of pent-up pain and sadness <laughs> from, uh, from all those notes and putting them all into a card game. That was, that was kind of the creative process for that. Yeah, that's awesome. And that uh, kind of leads me to you with tropes. So, like, wh what did you kind of do to, um, I guess, yeah, like, well, how did you get started when he came up to you and was like, hey, I need you to kind of help me with this? What, what was your initial reaction? Um, well, full disclosure, we are married, so oh, it was it. kind of like an easy thing of like, oh, I hear you're working on a movie pitching <laughs> game, and I read so many screenplays. Um, but yeah, so I just, <laughs> I've just kind of helped fill in some of the gaps with the game, where like, for example, um, I think we both knew that a rom-com expansion would be awesome, yes. but at the same time, <laughs> neither one of us watches a lot of rom-coms, but I have definitely read them for work, so I know, like, all of the cliches. Um, so, like, that deck, I was just, like, you know, like, I feel like there was, like, one really long car drive where um, I think I was driving, and I was just, like, spouting off, like, every cliche I could think of, and Ben was just, like, writing just, them all yeah, I was down. just <laughs> sitting with a notebook in the passenger seat, being like, okay, oh, good, yeah, yeah, always been a bridesmaid, great. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what, what's your favorite kind of tropes, especially that's in, uh, in the card game? Oh, that's so hard. Um, I mean, I don't, as a rule, I don't like tropes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a weird question um, in that sense. But I mean, the rom-com ones are really fun. I think also trying to figure out some of the cult movie ideas for yeah. the for the Kickstarter exclusive um, expansion. That's been really fun, too. Just trying to figure out how to take, because they're not really tropes. Like, cult movies are one-offs that are, yeah. you know, big explosive splashes within a really niche audience. So it's like, okay, how do we turn that into something that kind of sounds like an obnoxious, you know, character and plot card. <laughs> Let's catch up for, for anyone listening. We have a, a Kickstarter exclusive set of cards, oh, which is sweet. a it's a cult deck expansion. So it'll have uh, stuff from like The Room, Troll 2, Birdemic, all inspired by that, <laughs> you know, by that family of movies. Oh, man. That's cool. But like any of the tropes in there, you're just like, you're like, man, I really don't want to put this as a card. <laughs> like, Not that I, I can people think ideas. of. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to think of... Yeah, I mean, if it, if it was something I really did, we didn't really want to put as a card, it wouldn't be in there. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it just means it was too lame to go inside. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I mean, the general litmus test for like what makes a good card is is it is it exciting when it hits the table? Yeah. You know, like uh, you know, like my, my I think my favorite card or my two favorite cards, I'll say, uh, like the character. It's a fraternity on the verge of suspension uh, because. There's just so much inherent drama and so much. It's so like so many stories. You, you pair that with anything, and it's great. And then probably my favorite plot is this: uh, tries to escape an island full of hungry dinosaurs. Yeah, that's, that's uh, amazing. Just because again, you put any group of characters in that plot, and it's going to be great. 
And uh, so that's that's kind of what we sort of aim for when we're writing the yeah. cards. So it's like how like and these should be good on their own, but that makes them even better when you mix them with something else. Absolutely, I think like this game is amazing, but then like working in the movie or comic or even board game industry, you're gonna spark up so many people who be like, I'm gonna use these, and like act, you're gonna hear so many pitches after this. So I'm, I apologize in advance. You're probably I'm, gonna be getting a lot of emails from I'm me. Like I'm the one who will have to read them when they get written. <laughs> Bring them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like like yeah. <laughs> You're sparking creativity and also terribleness at the oh same time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, what about you? So, uh, so what what was your role on the on the game? I, I did a lot of play test, uh, play testing with Ben, especially in a lot of the early iterations. Yeah. We sit around, we talk about cards and like how things should work, how they should play. Is it cool if we do it this way? Does this make sense when uh, when you play it out? And so we would go around, and since we do a lot of traveling and I'm part of the demo team, yeah. we just take every single idea that Ben puts down into a notebook and see how it plays. Yeah. And I tend to like to try to put things together that are like incredibly crazy or just like really weird. For example, one of the plot and character cards that are in the deck is just like, oh, they're actually a ghost and they don't know it, and they also have an invisible friend, and they've been also been dead the <laughs> entire time. So you've got ghosts of ghosts of ghosts. Yeah. Like, does that make a fun movie still? Which, yes, it does. Yeah, it always <laughs> would. Always would. You're like, wait, who's real and who's not? Yeah. <laughs> Now I want that. It's kind of like the end of Inception. You're just like, did it fall or not? But so, like, do you do you kind of like breaking games? I love breaking. Oh my games. gosh, you, you just explained <laughs> Aries' personality. Awesome. <laughs> okay, now I want to know what what is your favorite game that's like popular that you've broken? Uh, are you talking about video games or are you talking about board games? Oh, I want. Let's talk about board games. Well, Magic: The Gathering is top tier because really we play a lot of EDH, so it's always commander decks and so looking for infinite loops and. Stuff like that that just are ridiculous ways to win. I mean, it'll never happen. Or it'll happen 1% of the time if yeah. they let it happen. Aries is really annoying to play against. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's great, but it's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, obviously, you all know each other because I work here as well. Um, when you do, when you kind of come together and make this game, of course, and then you come in because you're playtesting the game as well, I'm guessing. With you guys having kind of three different dynamics on this and you're playtesting it with other people, what do you kind of take in for notes and kind of uh, try to figure out how to make something better if when you guys are kind of working and obviously know each other so well? That's a good question. Uh, I think the, the single biggest thing I look for in a playtest, especially in a party game like this, is uh, just player reaction. Yeah. Where it's like, is, is everyone having fun? Yeah. Uh, because if they're not, then the party game isn't working. Yeah. You know? Uh, and so, like, for, for example, we had uh, an, in an earlier version of the game, uh, you, every, someone, you pitched your movie... Uh, you had 30 seconds to do it. You pitched your movie, and then well, everyone went around the table, pitched their movie, and then there was a second round where the executive gave their note, and then everyone repitched their movie. Yeah. And that worked, but there was definitely a point where it slowed down. Okay. You know, and it was like, and so that's why in the the final version of the game, the producer gets or the executive gets to throw in their note in the middle of your pitch, and oh, so whoa. it just keeps it much faster. Uh, and so that was sort of a change that like inspired by that, where it's like there's this this weird moment of like of slowness, you know, or like people are just waiting, and it's like so we just try to try to eliminate that type of stuff. Uh, for you, what what's your kind of favorite uh, favorite kind of games like this? Is this something that is, I guess, like really heavy was debating and uh, kind of putting yourself out there with like 
chance, I guess, or do you like kind of like strategy games? Um, I li- I'm trying to think of how to um, categorize them. Um, I like the hidden identity games the most, actually, <laughs> <laughs> like Battlestar, Avalon. Yeah. Um, I also like games that kind of um, are based a little bit on like interesting, intuitive mechanics, like Mysterium. I yeah. think is a really good example of that. It's so I feel like it's a weird answer, but it's like those no, are the games. Fun. Those are the games where it's like I always want to go back and play those because there's so <laughs> much like with who you're playing, it can really change the game in those cases debating games are really fun but like i i just don't know why but sometimes i feel like i just I can't win them ever yeah. i'm just like oh and sometimes it can be so frustrating well, i feel like in hollywood because it's constantly people like with creatives coming in together it's, it's really hard to kind of bring something together especially something that's like so you know heavily produced and something like so expensive so you're just like what, what do i do so I, I guess i'm just guessing that you would debate with a lot of people all the time so then you get home like no i'm not debating with you tonight <laughs> we're just playing monopoly <laughs> yeah i don't want to give an opinion on this <laughs> I just want to experience it. So, um, so from I guess the original uh, pitch of it, like you said, so it took kind of six months. Like the first thing that you kind of came up with, you said it was it was inspired by something you had played, um, or you kind of created. Uh, that was that was just the yeah, that was sort of the initial seed of like okay, well, like because you know it's like all right, we're gonna we're gonna make a movie pitching card game. Like what yeah. what other movie plot games have we you know have I played? And so it was kind of just doing that was the initial research of yeah. like oh, I used to love this game. You know, how can I take that and update it um, or take that, you know, theme and update it? Um, but but yeah, so the I'm sorry, I missed the question. I, oh, I, no, I, no, it's, it's fine. I was just um, like from the just the original uh, concept, you're like, OK, this is this is my presentation. Because obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, you talk you had talked to them that you're or, you know, you were assigned to make a game like this. But the first thing you kind of came up with, well, what what was it mostly uh, when you came up to them and was like, this this is my this is my initial pitch, I guess. It's like, what's your first round? <laughs> it was, I mean, it was not like, it was kind of what I was describing before where it was like everyone, you know, you got your movie, you pitched it, then like the producer gave you a note and then like, you know, second round, everyone yeah. did it again. Uh, so it was, I mean, it has, it's never strayed too much from yeah. those, those bones. Cause that was like from the very first play test, the, uh, the fact that you're pitching a movie and that someone gets to mess up your movie. That's the that's the <laughs> core of the game, and that's never really changed. That, that's, um, yeah, that's my favorite. Part. Yeah, I feel like there were some like small breakthroughs along the way. Like mm-hmm. I feel like one major turning point was when it was like the note cards should be in that like douchey producer voice. Like I feel like <laughs> yeah. that was like one. Like there's all this these game like, comes little with a monocle. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there were different versions before too of kind of like instead of just character and plot, it was like a, it was something else. Wasn't oh yeah, it? yeah. In the initial version of the game, we were like, we're gonna keep it simple. It's gonna be so simple. So instead of having character and plot cards we just had like story cards yeah. and they all got mixed up and so you, you would run into a weird thing though where sometimes it's like okay you've got your two cards are the Grand Canyon and Mount Everest oh. and you're like okay well yeah they're gonna there's gonna be a journey from the Grand Canyon yeah. to Mount Everest but it just uh it never f- once we figured out that like oh we, we need to make this like character and plot and together they form a like two parts of a log line okay. you know so it just makes one sentence that definitely sped things up and made it just much cleaner so uh why kickstarter why why do you why do you feel like uh kickstarter is kind of like the place to you know to bring the game to mostly just that's that's sort of where the board game community lives right now uh and so especially with like you know with launching a a new game uh it doesn't 
I don't think it makes sense to to not go through Kickstarter just when it's when it's a new game. You yeah, know? I agree. Like, right. um, so yeah, and it's it, that's kind of the that's the initial thought behind it. But it also just does a really good job of helping us sort of judge the demand for a yeah. game. You know, because if we if we launch it and only a couple people want it, then it'll be like okay, fine. We'll yeah. you know we'll do like a moderate print run. It'll just be a small little thing. Uh, but if we can get like more interest and like sort of see what, if there's a lot more demand for it, it also allows us to like come out with more expansions yeah. right from the onset and maybe upgrade the box and do cool things like that, you know, yeah. th- that we would never be able to do without that sort of like pre Kickstarter funding that, you know, helps us sort of take that risk. Absolutely. You know? uh, do you kind of like the the feedback that you kind of get because you can get messages and people are talking about the Kickstarter? Like, do you, do you kind of like as, as the creator, because obviously with Skybound, like they like it because yeah, like what you said is they get to know, what people are thinking and they see numbers and they see everything. Totally. What do you feel? How do you feel about the community outreach about it? I I really enjoy it. Uh, And especially like on the first week of the Kickstarter, we had a contest for uh, for everyone to submit or for all backers to submit cards, card ideas. Uh, (laughs) And that was, that was a lot of fun because it was like everyone, like, everyone got really involved and there were a lot of really good ideas submitted. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, a lot of them it was like this, this is great, but we can't use this cause it's already in the deck. Uh, but it was great seeing people's like, I seeing people's takes on it and being like, Oh, you're right. That would make a really good note. Cool. And like, <laughs> and so we, uh, after I think in the second week of the campaign, we selected 10 of them. And so they're actually going to be in the finished game. That is, that is awesome. And, so, and, that, and that's the kind of really cool thing that we can do with Kickstarter, which we would not, you know, we would never be able to do exactly. with a straight to retail launch. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I like Kickstarter because you can still like you're promising that that they will get it but you're also learning yourself too and so like you said you get to make changes like you're like oh this may not work and uh so yeah that's that's so cool um do you think that that will be like for the the expansions as well like uh kind of using a kickstarter or do you think it'll be kind of like no these these are now available you've you've bought this you we've already uh you know got people talking about it or i think that once uh once the game is out uh and we have you know, once the game is out we probably will not go back to kickstarter yeah. with it because uh, that's the same thing that we've done with super fight and with red flags yeah. where it's like those both of those games had an initial kickstarter to kind of introduce everyone to it but then after that it's like no we'll just we're just going to take the expansion straight to retail yeah you know? and i think that's i think that works that's awesome Alrighty, i i am so excited to play this game are you sweet. guys ready Yay. Yeah. Sweet. all right so all right so the person who most recently bought dinner for someone else starts as the executive. Really? <laughs> oh, oh, snap. Oh, All right, Aries is the executive. And I just met you guys. <laughs> First off, everyone gets to choose either three plot cards or three character cards. Uh, it does not matter which you choose. Okay. Uh, and you can pick, up, pick those up. Go ahead and look at them. Okay. And once you've got your one card, just put it face down. All right, then we're just going to go clockwise from the executive. So, Tyler, you're going to start first. Okay, I'll go first. Um, a f- so, I have a movie pitch about a friendly talking dinosaur that gets lost in the Amazon jungle. Because why Why not? <laughs> I get 30 seconds to pitch it? 45 seconds. 45, me, I don't know. get that timer out. Oh, man. Okay, I got to think about this. Do you remember the movie We're Back? The animated, oh, the animated movie. Do We're back. I? No, I don't. With John Goodman and other uh, other actors that escape my memory right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you don't have enough coffee. Um, <laughs> and uh, I mean, how awesome would it be if they if you had a talking dinosaur going around the Amazon jungle trying to make friends, trying to meet, you know, like all these different animals and whatnot, and of course these uh, indigenous people. Pause. I I do think that would be amazing. Okay, but. I think it would be more amazing if every single character in your movie was a hitman. Because those are real hot right now. 
Absolutely. I completely, I completely agree. The dinosaur will be a hitman. It is, he is going off to find this one person in the middle of the jungle, this, this bad guy, this, uh, this Christopher Walken in, in the rundown, and, and take him out. Done. Dinosaur, talking dinosaur, lost in the Amazon, trying to find his hit. Ten extra seconds. Did, didn't even need it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, very nice. So then it just goes to, to me. So, all right. Yeah, let's even be the timer. So my character is a senior citizen swim team. And my plot, uh, oh, they're going to battle a swarm of radioactive mutants. Um, yeah, so this is, this is real simple. It starts at the, at the Senior Citizen Center uh, during the zombie apocalypse, of course. And uh, this Senior Citizen swim team sort of has to come together during the apocalypse uh, and fight their way out through a swarm of radioactive mutants. You know, because they've... People, like, one of the things that we don't see a lot in uh, apocalypse movies is seniors, right? Everyone counts them out. So that's why we're, we're going to flip this over, all right? You're going to see a bunch of characters you've never seen before. It's going to be great. All right. All right. Put a pause on there. So I do think that having the seniors in it are, is great, but I don't want to put them necessarily in a senior citizen home. So what if we add some young people to this and make everybody in high school? Ah, okay. Okay. All right, got it. Uh, now, I think that's a great idea because it's actually a bunch of high schoolers pretending to be senior citizens so that they can win the senior citizen swim meets because they are much faster than all the actual senior citizens, uh, which makes them perfectly suited to fight the mutants when they start, when they rise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to assume that the mutants are the actual senior citizens. I'm just thinking of like, oh, a yeah, bunch yeah. of <laughs> Steve Buscemi's with the... <laughs> Fellow children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lizzie's turn. Okay, Lizzie. let's see. We have a gang of ruthless Girl Scouts search for peace in a dangerous radioactive wasteland. Okay, so this is kind of like an updated The Road, um, because as we all know, dystopias are really hot right now, um, but there's going to be this really interesting contrast where it's, um, it's so desolate, but these Girl Scouts are bringing joy and cookies to everyone, and it's kind of like a, it's an uplifting you know, movie for our times that will really resonate with... Uh, you know, people, so, <laughs> all I, people. I agree. And I think that I really like the idea of you bringing happiness to everyone. So what if we expand this from not just the wasteland and have the entire universe be in danger? Can you add that to the villain's plan? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because uh, see, <laughs> this, <laughs> this radioactive wasteland was caused by a giant floating tentacle monster. Um, and so that <laughs> villain hates cookies <laughs> and so now the girl scouts having cookies it's not just a matter of happiness and nutrition it's also a matter of having to shove them down the throat of this tentacle monster in order to get it to release um the earth and restore it back to peace yeah all right all right <laughs> time yeah hell sex and city too though right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right same plot so me as the executive what am i putting all of my money into in order to get myself some awards at the show and maybe a good profit back um, uh, these I'm are a, all prestige they're pieces. They're all prestige pieces. <laughs> a lot of, and, lot of radioactivity. And they're all incredibly <laughs> epic. I mean, we've got a dinosaur. We've got people disguised as people that actually fight mutants. And we've got a universe at stake. But I do like the image of a bunch of Girl Scouts defeating a monster by shoving cookies into it. <laughs> uh, I think that will do really well from, from the, the youngest it's, age groups to the oldest age groups. It's just, it's everything. And it's, All it, the age groups. You can see the poster, right? Like, it's literally the Girl Scouts just, like, shoving their fists down this tentacle monster. Plus, so. we can get some, uh, we can do some partnerships with actual cookies. 
sold. Yeah. Nice. Sold. Nice. Oh, okay, so, so then Lizzie, oh, you keeps... Yeah, you guys didn't think about corporate sponsorship when you were pitching. <laughs> Always think about corporate sponsorship. I was going to say the dinosaur was, was, uh, was voiced by Brian Cranston. Should have said it. Should have said it. Should have said it. Oh, my God. So, yeah, then, so Lizzie would keep her note card as a point, uh, and then we all discard all our cards. And then uh, and then actually, Tyler, you're the executive. I'm the executive. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. It just rotates. Indeed. I'm going to keep those for next time anyway. And typically... One round of the game, or one one full round, would be um, after everyone's been the executive, right. and then you just count up the points. But that's all right. Oh, and then it's my turn. Okay, so was this was was helping him with this like stress relieving though? <laughs> Cathartic, uh, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> well, it's kind of nice because you take things that annoy you when you encounter them, and then you're like, "Oh, it's fun again." <laughs> About to hear one more remake. I swear to God. <laughs> All right, so I have an aging hippie that longs for the good old days fights a huge angry bear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're we're in Yosemite, uh, and this this aging hippie is just it's, it's missing. You know, he's uh, it's she. It's a she. Uh, she's just dreaming about Woodstock, you know, about her her youth, and uh, that's when she finds herself alone in the forest, uh, being chased by a huge angry bear, and. I, I like this idea, but I have one note, though. Can we make this whole story take place in one room? Uh, we don't have a lot of money to spend on locations. Oh, oh yeah. So I, so before, I, this was going to be like a really intense kind of tight thriller. It got even tighter, <laughs> even more intense. Uh, because this, this one room, she's in a cabin. The whole movie is in this cabin. At first, the bear's outside. She's trying to scare it away. Then the bear gets inside, and the last half hour is just struggling against a bear. It's just <laughs> surviving tooth and nail. <laughs> It's going to be real dark. And that's time. Right. <laughs> I was really hoping you were going to say that the room was just a tent. I, know, right? <laughs> I, I think, I think say... the cabin's more realistic. I, mean, yeah. I was thinking yeah. tent, but... I thought you were going to say the bear was in there the whole time. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> just, just going uh, in circles. <laughs> I'm the bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the bear is in all of us. <laughs> all right. Okay, let's see what I have. Oh my gosh, I got a, uh, a sharpied card, a blank card, which says a buff baby that can dance like a man fights a gang of bullies at school. Um, I feel like it honestly kind of writes itself. Uh, this buff baby is obviously, you know, one of the popular kids at school respected by its peers because it can dance like a man. Uh, and then it decides it's going to be a vigilante and fight the bullies that are picking on the nerds because even though nerds can't dance, um, buff baby's going to defend them. <laughs> Is there even a timer going? <laughs> oh God! I was just, I was so yeah, I wrapped up. We'll, 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 we'll give you twenty seconds left. Yeah. I like I like it, but um, let's see. Uh, can we can we add some edgy racial tension that's in the zeitgeist right now? Oh, God. What a, what a loaded question. Um, so uh, the buff baby is... This can't go well. Okay, well, the bullies are going to be menemists, uh, white menemists who are trying to, to oppress... Oh, oh it's no! Time. It's time. No, I almost got the oppression in there. So boss baby 2 got it. All right. Boss baby 2. All right, so my movie... The world's most adorable kitten tries to solve a mystery deep under the Pacific Ocean. Wait, what was it? It's a, the, this world's most adorable kitten tries to solve a mystery deep under the Pacific Ocean. Okay. And go. All right. So, 
First of all, cats hate water. We have the most adorable kitten, kitten on a boat trying to solve this mystery deep under the Pacific Ocean. It doesn't know why it's drawn there. It wanders onto this boat, it wanders into a submarine, goes deep, deep, deep down, and we find out, actually, Cthulhu has been calling out to it. it Cthulhu realizes the, the, the power that this kitten holds over all of the people of, uh, of planet awesome. Earth. Yep. Alrighty, um, I like it. I'd, can we please just have the main character have 12 kids? Oh, of course. Easily. <laughs> so, the world's most adorable kitten. Sure, powerful enough on its own. You can put its image on the internet. But what if, instead, there were 12 more of those things? Spreading out to every single person. Being every single cat you see out there. And it actually turns out that every meme cat that you see nowadays is a descendant of that world's most adorable kitten. From Grumpy Cat to, to Pop-Tart Cat. Time, time, oh, man. I'm, oh, okay. Cthulhu. I, I, I'm not the executive here, but I have some concerns about yeah. how this kitten has 12 kids. I know. It's the world's cat. It's not the world's most it's, adorable cat. It's also the world's sluttiest kitten. <laughs> I really would wish I got to hear the rest of your pitch. But, but uh, yeah, it just, Boss Baby was just so terrible. I don't think we can do another. <laughs> this is Boss Baby. Like that. Um, with yours, I think it's that, but I also would have liked it if you pitched it as like an Ocean 13 movie. Okay. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, 13 kittens. 13 kittens. That would have oh. been great. So I'm going to have to give you the bear. <laughs> it's really dark. <laughs> the really versus a bear. The really all in one room. <laughs> I just, I just want to see, like, hey man, just, just, just go away. And the bear is just like, oh. You wouldn't think you could watch that for an hour and a half, but you'd be surprised. Yeah. Oh, it's, all, it's only an hour and a half. I assumed it was three hours. Oh, I, I mean, we'll, we'll see. That'll be the director's trilogy. You gotta know the bear's backstory. Yeah, yeah that's true. There's a lot of flashbacks. Why is the bear angry? <laughs> what about this cabin makes him upset? You ready? Um, only if you are Mr. Executive. Um, I don't have much time, but, uh, but yes, I'll hear your pitch. I know your time is precious. Just don't roll me onto a call or something. Um, so I have a misunderstood old man, very hot. I mean, like, obviously, in terms of appealing to people. Oh, God, it's already it's tanking. Um, a misunderstood old man discovers a dangerous secret at a popular new theme park. Um, so this un misunderstood old man, he's so grumpy. There's literally no light in his life. He spends all day. You can't already be pausing me. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but, well, but please continue. Okay, but see, <laughs> he finally, finally discovers something to live for. And that thing is whatever theme park you can get to sponsor this movie. All right, pause, 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 pause. Uh, love that, but uh, we're, we're interested in the religious audience, so what if you set this back in biblical times? Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, so when Walt Disney invented time travel, uh, it's a secret, but it's going to get out. Um, <laughs> he basically decided that a really awesome idea would be to create a Disneyland back at biblical times. So that's like the next Disneyland that he's going to build, and this movie is going to be set there. So the grumpy old man like finally finds a reason to live when it's like this new Disneyland is back in an earlier era that he can really relate to as a religious, okay. uh, conservative old man. Okay, great, great. I love that. Uh, all right, Aries, what do you got for me? I have the most amazing movie ever. It's about a crocodile hunter who knows nothing about the big city, discovering the true origins of Santa Claus. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. All right, so... We've got this crocodile hunter. He's from a land down under where there's no snow, there's no Santa Claus, there's just the idea of gift giving. So he comes to this big city where finally he experiences winter, and all of a sudden... 
he starts actually hearing uh, hoofs up on his house off. Click, click, click. He goes to <laughs> figure out what it is. He, he uses all of his hunting skills to sneak up onto Santa. Hold on, hold on. Pause, 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 pause. Love this, but I think we need a super evil draw character card. Uh, oh, a super evil crew of pirates as a villain. All right, all right, all right. So, like I said, Hunter sneaks, onto Santa, uh, sneaks up on Santa, gets into his sleigh, and they take off. Santa doesn't know that he's there at first. First of all, he freaks out while they're flying over the, uh, flying over the cities and everything. But... All of a sudden, this pirate ship comes out of the clouds, starts attacking Santa Claus. They're trying to raid all of the time. That's, all the I'm sorry, man. That's all the time we've got for you. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Okay, so um, superhero movies are obviously the big thing right oh, now. Sure. Uh, yeah. I think we had a little movie called Infinity War and Black Panther. A young superhero just discovering their powers discovers a terrible secret about their own family. Essentially, almost every, a lot of superhero movies that are out there. And um, this is going to be a big big awesome movie of this one superhero finally finding his fate and his destiny and then finding out that the the real the real problem is within his own blood so mm, okay uh pause pause love love what you're doing there love superheroes uh but what if the main character was literally a fish out of water like in those nemo movies <laughs> yeah. yeah um we're all excited for Aquaman. Aquaman's uh, <laughs> is being is being made. Lagoon Boy is technically still a fish, so this would be the oh, Lagoon Boy movie. Okay. And people actually like Lagoon Boy. He's cool. He looks like the you know the uh, you know the uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon, and it's basically going to be that, but as a superhero movie. So I, I think I think you know bringing nostalgia back and like some old classic film what in are, the superhero. What are his powers? Huh? What are his powers? His powers? Uh, Lagoon Boy? Well, he can talk to fish. He can be underwater. He can control. <laughs> he, can, he can help me not win this game. <laughs> uh, okay, so so just real quick recap. We have conservative old uh, biblical theme park man. Um, and then over Disney there, BC. we have pirates versus Santa and the crocodile hunter. <laughs> and then uh, Lagoon Boy. Yeah. Hmm. Oh man, I I really liked your uh, click clack click your, your yeah. up, up on the rooftop thing. I've got a, I think I think you the you wowed me the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 that was good. good. That was but, good. But Lagoon Boy was close. Yeah, sorry. It's sorry, okay. Everybody. I was str I was struggling. <laughs> All right, Lizzie's. But now the power's in my hands. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like that's my that's my favorite part about this game is that being the judge is the the most fun part. It's true. So if you ever don't want to be the person just pitching a bunch of movies, just pick all the best notes. Oh, this is hard. Oh, man. All right, so Aries, you're up first. Oh, man, I had the best one if you were the executive right now. Oh, no. <laughs> all right, hold on. I just... Everyone's a dinosaur. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> all right, so, Lizzie. Mm -hmm. My movie's about a huge jock that just wants to be a ballerina, but he's stranded on a lifeboat with... A dysfunctional family on a road trip. <laughs> Somehow on a lifeboat, though. So, 
this huge jock who wants to be a, ba- a ballerina. I mean, that's the that's his family that he's traveling with. They've they've had this amazing car that was first a car, then turns into a boat so they can cross all of this water. And this entire time, they just want him to do so well at sports. But he knows after playing football that ballerina and dancing is actually his 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 true calling. He moves so nimbly on the field that he can't help but win, and that pushes him more into the jock sphere, even though he really really just wants to dance. He just wants to <laughs> oh, dance. Pause, pause, pause. So I know that. Uh, the jock is really, you know, uh, central to this, but I don't feel like he's quite working. Let's just replace your main character completely. You okay. know, I'm just gonna, oh. gut, I'm just going with my gut, which says a friendly clown on a mission to make people happy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fourteen all right. seconds left. All right. So this friendly clown, who's with this dysfunctional family, figures that if he can bring this family together in this road trip across land and sea, <laughs> that he could fix anything. And through his comedy, he will find the answer that we've Time. all been looking. For. Time. Oh man. Oh god. So Some intense clown training. <laughs> you don't even know yours yet. <laughs> I know, right? What you'll get. I, I like my character code. So, uh, so this story is about a snobby art critic who is trying to disarm a series of devilish traps. So essentially, saw but with those with all the people who are online that we just absolutely hate so much. The people who just just critique and just hate everything. Like, oh man, no, no, thank you, Lord of the Rings. What was that guy's name? Uh, Armin White, the guy who hated Toy Story three. The guy who made it ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Screw that guy. <laughs> Don't you just want to watch him just go through a saw like saw like uh, like I think, trap? I definitely do, and I think that this has Oscar potential and to that end to secure that win uh i need somehow for you to add a love interest and have them die oh absolutely hopefully one of the trolls I'm yeah just, absolutely i'm just saying you know it, if could, you be, to be it could be like this one art like art critic that he like always hated but secretly loved this entire time go with him and then it's just, she just tragically goes away and then he has to basically go through and be like why did i why did i hate toy story 3 so much <laughs> And uh, that's, that's, that's my pitch. I'll, I'll end it there. <laughs> Six seconds left. Okay, so I have a professor-turned-adventurer goes on a quest to slay a dragon. Uh, well, this is super easy. This is a, this is a professor, you know, he's studying, he's a, a scholar of medieval literature, and he's, you know, studying all these old books, and one day he finds, uh, he finds references to a dragon nearby, but like a real dragon. And so he decides to hang up his, you know, academic robes and like put on a suit of armor and go hunt a dragon in the real world. Mm, I love it. I really do. But <laughs> I think it could be improved. Uh, we want to try something really crazy. Every character, including the dragon, has to be played by Nicolas Cage. Oh, <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, this is, this is just going to make, this is going to take this movie to a whole nother level. Uh, because, really convince me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all know Nicolas Cage is capable of anything, you know? Uh, so it's going to be, it's, Nicolas Cage is just going to be, we're not even going to dress him up as a dragon. It's just going to be a big Nicolas Cage <laughs> breathing fire, you know? He won't even have wings, he'll just flap his arms. All right. Now I really want to see Benedict Cumberbatch and Nicolas Cage in mocap suits just dragging at each other. Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't even need like the CGI. No, I just I mean, want to see them look yeah. like with the with the white. With the... <laughs> I think um, I think Nicolas Cage oh, would be better. I think I think he might be. I, mean, I, I think we need to see it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right? I feel like all of these are good, but I feel like I want to see Nicolas Cage. 
as a professor of himself fighting himself come to life. And that's why you're the executive. Exactly. <laughs> Get what I want. We've had, we've had Jeremy Irons in a Dungeon Dragons movie. Now we need Nicolas Cage as a dragon. Yes. And yes. he'd do it. Like, oh, he yeah, would. He... I'm going to be a what now? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so yeah, we've all been the executive. So that would be, so if we were just playing a short round, that yeah. would be the end of it. And we would tally up points. And uh, did, what, is there a winner? I, somebody... I got one. I got two. Oh, you got two. So, so you, so you would... won. Wow. 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 It's wow. almost like I'm you so designed the game. <laughs> oh, man. Full disclosure, I like I could never win this game. Like, I... Well, now you did. <laughs> wow. Yes. Congratulations. Hey, me neither. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, this is this is so much fun, especially since I'm a I love film, and I think that this just this is so cool. And yes, there are like there are um, the Sharpie cards. Are these going to be the ones? Are these the these winners? Were, this is actually from a uh, convention, or this was a deck we just took to a convention, and people were writing cards oh, like okay. uh, during the convention. So so they will they are not official cards right now. <laughs> Unless but, uh, Buff Baby blows up on Twitter. Yeah, or that's something. true. <laughs> but the uh, but the deck will come with eight blank cards, so that if you have your own in jokes, you okay. can write those into the game. Ah, uh, that's now. smart. That's awesome. And so. Once this is available, uh, done with Kickstarter, where will this be uh, available to? All over the place. I mean, it starts off uh, with us mostly like at conventions, uh, but like you know, Superfight, for example, is in Target right now. So like that's obviously the that's the goal. But you know, we'll see how it goes. That is so cool. And uh, how how do you feel about working on expansions? Oh, it's gonna be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Have you already started working on them? Yeah, we have we have four that are part of the Kickstarter. and uh well at five i guess if you count the well yeah the kickstarter exclusive cult deck um so yeah we've already we're working on those 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 are mostly written we're still like fine-tuning them yeah um and we've but yeah so we're we are excited to work on more and uh what's next convention y'all gonna be at uh, San Diego Comic Con. Sweet, we'll be there too. I cannot wait to uh, get this game. And uh, yeah, I guess a little bit more information on some of the Kickstarter goodies uh, they can get if they. Yeah, so uh, I mean, I guess the key selling points are if you back the Kickstarter, you get the Kickstarter exclusive set, which right now is at seventy-five cards. Uh, so it's almost a full expansion. Yeah. Uh, but we're gonna try to unlock a, a full, ver- a full expansion <laughs> for that. So try to get it all the way up to a hundred cards. Uh, it also comes with. It's also a little bit cheaper than if you buy it at retail because it's it's twenty-five for the core game if yeah. you back it on kickstarter it'll probably be 30 if you get it at retail later so that's those are the two main points um Sweet. yeah and you get it before anyone else you know because it'll come out in november and make sure to get it all to, all the kickstarter backers first obviously before before that's anyone so cool. else can get it that's awesome and um i guess what else is uh, what else is going on with you guys uh, before we end the podcast anything else with you guys working on or excited to talk about this game <laughs> working on a lot of stuff yeah, a lot of stuff coming out of Skybound games that we've been playing and testing, which would be real, will be real exciting when we get to bring them out yeah. and do a lot of things with them. And you guys can all come to the conventions, come play with us, pitch your movie ideas to us. That's yeah, right. what I'm super excited for. <laughs> Are y'all going to actually be playing it, like uh, having this yeah. playable too? Yeah, we'll have the same sort of demo deck set up that we've got right now. Sweet. Uh, and yeah, so we can just, when people come up to us, they can pitch us their movies. We'll give them notes and it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Thank you guys so much for being on. Uh, I really appreciate it. I guess that is the end of this gathering. So thank you guys. Yeah, our pleasure. Thanks for having yeah. us. Oh, of course. Yeah. This is so much fun. I'm like, I'm like, I am so excited for this game. Ever since you emailed me, I was like, oh my gosh, like that's the greatest like idea. So yeah, this is we're gonna be play, we're gonna be playing this a lot, especially since we have a lot of film buffs on. But uh thanks for listening in. Check out our other podcasts and iTunes and on all podcast apps. 
And check out our website, thegrandgeekgathering.com, for articles, videos, and more. You can stay updated on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we stream on Twitch, currently Kingdom Hearts. Uh, the music has been brought to you by the Stalins from Austin, Texas. And come and join the gathering. Have a great week. And GGG. Thank you, guys. Of course, yeah. <laughs> GG. Awesome. Yes, thank you. No Nobody's ever got that. Like, nobody. <laughs> really? Yeah.